Okay, so here we are, it's Tuesday, and we are working on building your confidence this week. And not just your confidence in the saddle, I think it's really important to emphasize the fact that it's your confidence in your riding abilities, because I think essentially that is what a lack of confidence is. And often we think of confidence as this almost huge task, <laughs> um, and it becomes like a little bit... Wow, it's like winning an Olympic gold medal um, to try and build it. But I think when we break it down, we get really specific as to what we're trying to build. Well, that's a little bit of the key to uh, actually making it happen. So as I say, we're focusing on riding abilities. Now, I mentioned yesterday about a smaller arena, and I would love if you could actually break down or make your arena a little bit smaller um, for this week's lessons. And, you know, I said yesterday, maybe a 20 by 30, but whatever the case is, if you could get into, and even if it's around pain or around ring, Dion always tells me to such thing. As a square ring, Lorna, they're all round. But uh, yeah, if there's a, you can get in somewhere small. The only reason I would be slightly against working all the time and around pain, and it's not the reason you think, okay? I know going in circles with horses all the time is hard for the joints, but I find that particularly with adults, the balance, it can throw us off balance a little bit. <laughs> it's the whole momentum going around the corner thing. Um, it tends to leave us a little bit hanging on the outside. And I <laughs> I see how uh, sometimes we can lose adults over the outside shoulder going continuously on a circle, okay? So that's why I would suggest if you could to get into even a square, I don't care if it's a, a 20 by 20, Something like that, that we can focus on a few of the straight lines, um, but also that where we have a corner every now and then, because what we're going to be working through this week, it's really basic. It's really kind of simplifying everything down, but that you can make it right. And even at 20 by 30, and we were actually working on this uh, over the past few weeks here um, on the farm itself here, um, it's, you can you know you can work in canter you can do a lot of different things we were working on and even for my more experienced riders we were spending a lot of time in lateral movements and we're doing some shoulder in haunches in things like that so just because it's a smaller space doesn't mean you can't work in it um but it's great i can really see that for my more nervous riders um it's given them working in that smaller space has given them so much more confidence then that when we kind of take the boundary down and we go back into the full arena they feel happy because they feel that they're able to not only control the horse but to control their own body and I think it's it's knowing what to do with your own body and then how that affects the horse is what has the direct knock on um, in your confidence levels so if we're in our little arena I suggest we start off in the left drain so it's all in the same hymn sheet and I want you to just begin thinking about asking your horse to move forward in an active walk now strangely enough very often we think of confidence and we spend an awful lot of time in walk. And if you've listened to any of Daily Strides lessons for any length of time, you'll know that I don't look, look walk is fantastic. Um, and when we're learning something, walk is great. But I think sometimes the walk has the potential to, uh, well, it gets a bit sticky in places. And that's the word I like to use. The horse becomes pottery as such and now I always associate pottery with being a little bit lame a little bit not so much lame just a little bit um sensitive on the feet but I think sometimes the walk if particularly when we're nervous we tend to kind of hold things in a little bit 
we end up actually having a really negative long-term impact on how our horse goes. So we're going to work, we will work and walk, but we're also going to be working in trot today as well. And I just think the trot is a little bit more active. But what we're going to work on in particular is how we can balance and control that trot a little bit better, okay? So we're not necessarily wanting to shorten the trot. We're not wanting to do anything. I want you to just start getting into a rhythm in the trot and one that you're comfortable with and that you feel, okay, you know, I can do this. And it's almost like every circuit or every lap, I don't like saying laps because it's almost like a race car, a kind of a racing thing comes into my head. Um, and we're certainly not racing. But um, every circuit of the arena, of our new little makeshift small arena, that you're trying to improve on the very last one that you've just ridden. And that's what we're going to work on today. So when you're ready, we're going to pick up rising trot or posting to the trot on the left rein, going around our new um, mini, mini-sized arena. And what I want you to work on is let's focus on the fact that we are indeed riding a square or a rectangle. And what I mean by this is it's tempting to ride a big egg shape, okay, the big oval. Um, but riding the big oval, if first of all, it tends to throw the riders off balance because you have quite a, a sharper, tight turn at the top of the egg and at the bottom of the egg, okay? We don't want that. But secondly, the horses tend to start rushing a little bit. And that it's not only the horses begin to rush, the horses also begin to see that the rider is not really going to discipline them or really going to, I suppose, lay down the law with regards to corners and bending and just being correct throughout the, the ride. And I think it's those, as I, as I mentioned yesterday, it's those basics that if you can try and really get kind of knuckle in on them and, and really get specific on them and work through them one by one. And um, you'll, first of all, gain the respect of your horse and your horse will want to listen to you more, but also your horse feels that you're worth listening to. If that makes any, any kind of sense in your head. And uh, again, this helps building your confidence as well. And so what I want is that we're working on being straight when we're on the straight and then working into the corner when we're on the corners. Now, when we are nervous, it is tempting to use a little too much of our reins, okay? And I want you to just have a quick glance down there. Don't look, just glance. That means your head doesn't move, your eyes move, not your head, okay? So you have just a, a quick glance down. And I want you just to see that your horse, um, as you are going along in your reins, that they're not kind of maybe overly to one side. And I also want you to pay attention to this as you ride through the corners, okay? The reason is when, when we get a little bit tense and when we're a little bit anxious and we're feeling that, um, it, that, we tend to overplay or overuse our hands. And what we often end up doing is pulling our horse into the corner as opposed to riding our horse through the corner, okay? So, so it's very different things. And how you'll know you're doing that, I want you to notice now, again, glance, not look, glance, okay, um, down. And I want you to notice the bend in your horse's head and neck going through the corner. Now, very often, um, because we're stiff, okay, because we're a little bit anxious, um, it ends up kind of, kind of communicating that across and our horse ends up mirroring that back to us and they'll end up actually going through the corner in a straight line, it's like a ruler and um, they go straight through the corner. They don't have any sort of flexion or any sort of bend through their body and that's okay but what it's not okay obviously but noticing it is the first part to actually fixing the problem or kind of um 
remedying the problem a little bit, okay? But I want you to notice, the only thing I want you to notice is if your horse's head and neck is being pulled to the outside. Now, you'll see this on both the straight and also the bend, okay? But it becomes really obvious in the bend. The horse's counter bend, he is completely, if we're going on the left rein, but his head and neck are definitely swinging more to the right there, okay? And that is from a lack of kind of using our seat and our leg aids and too much of using our hand aids, okay? So I want you to notice any of these differences. And when we're ready, we're going to bring this back down to walk. So I want you to sit up nice and tall. I want you to focus on the downward transition. And I want you to notice how by pulling too much with the hand, it's going to make your horse heavy in your hand. And that's often frightening for a rider. Um, but it's, I'm sad, I hate to say it, this is happening to you. It's your fault, eh? So what you need to do is you need to just use your seat. And then if you can imagine, you're going to just say, whoa, and then you're going to release. And you're going to see if he listens. And you're going to come back again with a whoa, and you're releasing, okay? But think of your hands and your tummy, your core, all being connected. And um, your hands actually can't do anything without your core, first of all, doing it first, okay? So you want to, first of all, use your seat and your core just to say a little bit of a whoopsie there, boy. That's it. Steady it up. And then you release it again, okay? And it's that lovely kind of a soft, a softness or a softening of your use of your hand aid that you'll often find results in a softening of your horse's um, contact and he, he stops leaning through on you all the time okay so just ask for that and then once he's down and remember you you have to use your legs in a downward transition often when we're nervous we end up uh, looking like tug of war pose <laughs> our legs kind of shoot forward ahead of us and we just end up hauling and those biceps are like Ugh. you end up hauling on those reins okay your horse doesn't like that <laughs> i also wouldn't blame him for running away Okay, so you need to think about it kind of as a whole holistic sort of an approach when we're slowing our horse down. Okay, once we're in the walk, which we definitely should be by now, it took us a minute there to get into that downward transition. And um, once we're in the walk, I want us once again just to focus on through the corner. And I want you to start thinking of leg and seat before hands. Now, and the reason I keep on hammering this is you need to get the basics right and you need to get the basics really clear in your head before you can then begin to add all the fancy dancy stuff that goes with it, okay? So the basics for this is like that all you're doing, you're using your half hold, which is basically, if you can imagine, steadying things up a little bit. And you're just also at that point telling your horse, um, excuse me, can we please just focus a little bit on what I'm going to ask you to do next? You're kind of, you know, sending flashing lights and arrows to your rear end so that your horse can begin to focus on your seat a little bit, okay? So as you're using that half hold, you're just asking your horse to come back a little bit, to listen a little bit. And it's not come back in the sense that he's slowing down. It's just that he is kind of, if you can imagine, he is kind of going, oh, okay, what do you want me to do next? He's like, um, Jeeves, he's just waiting there to take your order and to take directions from you, okay? So funny, I used to ride a horse called Jeeves. Um, but anyway, so he's doing this and he's like just waiting for you. And then as you do that, remember your legs, your seat and your legs are going to come before your hand. So you're going to then begin to ask him to bend through the corner. But remember, he has to keep forward. Okay, He has to keep walking forward. Otherwise, you get that sticky potteriness. So as you're asking for the bend, you're using your inside leg. You're remembering to bring your outside leg just slightly more back, a fraction more back, just to control the hindquarters there that they're not going to swing out. And then you're using, lastly, your hand just to, it's like a, the indicator on the car. You're just in a little bit this way. I often find just 
the mere little kind of a squeeze or a, a, a wiggle, I suppose, a wiggle, uh, down the inside rein just with your ring finger. And of course, you're, you're holding the rein with your thumb, okay? Your thumb is not like wrapped around your knuckles. You're holding the rein, but your thumb is sitting on top of your index finger, the roof of a house. You're holding your rein there and you're just telling him, you can open your hand if necessary. Some horses you have to. So it depends on your horse and kind of the level of schooling, but that you're asking him to just begin flexing around that corner in the walk. And then as you get through the corner, which I'm sure you've done about four by now, um, as you get through the corner, you're then asking him to walk on straight again. Okay, so think about it again your seat and your legs and then followed by your hands. So you want to kind of slot yourself back into position, get yourself nice and straight, sitting up through your body. And then once again, as you approach the next corner, half halting, saying a little bit of a whoop, and then asking him to bend around your leg through your corner. And you'll find that if you if your horse has been used to you kind of pulling on the outside, right, and you know, the, there's no point in beating yourself up about it. What's done is done. But the thing is now that we know that things have to change, well, that's what you need to focus on. So if your horse is used to doing that, it might take a little bit longer. And I sometimes find that using your inside leg, um, particularly if your horse is a little bit dead to the leg, which can happen when he's been ridden maybe by a rider that's been a little bit stiff over time. Uh, you kind of, you know, the subtleties are, I lost a little bit, um, but you can get those back. There's nothing wrong with that either. Don't worry. You're not, there's no lost causes here. Okay. But um, as you're doing that, you want to just maybe sometimes I find like a slap of your leg. I know that sounds strange, but it's like you want to just lift your leg off the saddle and give him a little bit of a, a slap. It's not a kick. It's not a push. It's not a dig. It's not a squeeze. It's like a slap. It's like a, but obviously a very gentle slap, okay? Like you're not going to like quack your horse here. But it sometimes just gets him that he understands, oh, okay. And you might find that he'll maybe jump a little bit off your leg or move a little bit over. Don't worry, he's not going to freak out, okay? If it's, if he's a nice, well-balanced, well-rounded sort of horse, he's not going to freak out. But um, that you just give him a little bit of slap. And then next time you can use a softer aid. But if again, if he does not respond, you can go back to, to this kind of just a slap, a gentle slap on his slap side and I find that doing that you're not punishing your horse you're trying to just get it across in a way that he can understand that your leg is there and it needs it needs he must listen to it it needs listening to okay um because you know it's essentially at the end of the day how our horses go is not their fault it's a result of how they've been ridden and punishing him and using a spur and maybe being a little bit too hard is not very fair if we're the ones who taught him the wrong way initially, okay? So that's why I find that the slap is nice. And it's also, it's manageable from a uh, maybe a more novice level point of view as well, that you just give him a little bit of a over there, buddy, and uh, he'll listen to that. Okay, I'm going to leave you at that. What I suggest you doing now is, uh, once again, just focusing on getting the bend in the walk and then later in the trot. And remember, we, I kept mentioning the half hold before the corner. It is vital in the trot. But what you want is that you're, you're moving away completely from any egg shape, oval shape, circular shape. And you're trying to really, really knuckle down on this either rectangle or square. So you've got your straight lines and you have your bends. And you want to get them as deep into those bends as you can without losing the rhythm and without losing the natural forwardness of the movement, okay? So if, if your horse and you are particularly stiff, which is often the case if we've maybe not been doing 
very active work for any length of time because we feel a little bit nervous. Um, you will be, and you're not going to get very deep into those corners. And don't worry, it's going to take a little bit of time for both of you to supple up. But what's important here is that you're trying to progress every single corner from the last. You're trying to learn something from it and then you're progressing on from that. So I'm going to leave it at that. I also suggest obviously going through this again in the right rein. Um, we've done it on the left rein today, but going back in the right rein. And it seems so simple, but it's not. It's actually something that even if you're no confidence issues at all, um, it's a good one to go back on because it works on a, both your position and your um, effectiveness, but also your horse's responsiveness to your aids as well. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. I'll chat with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.